in 36 time for uh, uh, Bob's wife, Barbara Friedman joins us and she's looking at things trending in social media. Yeah, which obviously some, some of them have already been discussed this morning, but I'll just highlight them. So the Pretoria teacher that has been dismissed after this video went viral is one of the main talking points at the moment. This was um, a video taken by one of the pupils in the class, or, or more than one, but I've seen the one where, well, more than one, because there's one of uh, her doing this, writing on the whiteboard these racially offensive terms. But what's quite bizarre in the video is another student is standing right behind her on her shoulder, videoing it. You know, just the fact that she continued to do this while people were in her face videoing it. She's 82 years old. She was a substitute teacher at Crawford College in Pretoria. She has been dismissed. But the questions being asked were, uh, I suppose, you know, why was she, I mean, 82 is quite advanced age, um, maybe coming from another era. So these words, which were racially offensive, N-words, K-words, where she was explaining in this English class why the pupils shouldn't be offended by these terms because they never were affected by apartheid. I mean, just the fact that that, that is her narrative it's just so odd to me. And at first I thought, well, maybe she's not thinking straight. Maybe she's in some sort of, you know, has dementia. But it seemed like actually something that she was giving them a lesson. Oh. It was a lesson that she seemed to believe in. I don't know. Anyway, the college and the education department have taken swift steps. She has been <laughs> removed. But I think Mandy Wiener's column, which we've got up on capetalk.za this morning, she does a Thursday column for us where she actually says we must applaud and protect the eyewitnesses who do not look away. And I think it's a powerful column. You know, she allu she's alluding to the, 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 the VIP protection uh, unit video that we've been discussing all week. This uh, class who filmed this woman doing her thing on the whiteboard, um, the VIP protection, the person who filmed that has apparently been getting these death threats from a burner phone, according to the court so you know what, again, what is a burner phone because this oh, country yeah, sorry that i sound like i'm talking out of an american movie it's a phone that you can't trace back to any um individual which is weird because you're all meant to reeker your phones of any kind yeah so it's government issue is is that the Not point necessarily uh, i mean so i can get a burner phone no i don't know how you would do it i suppose how would you get it because if you want a sim card to work in a phone. Now that you mentioned it, you've got to be reekered. Um, I know in American movies they always talk about them as these sort of like phones that you can get these sort of throwaway SIM card phones that are not linked to a name. But how would you do that in South Africa? Ish. Maybe, as you're saying, maybe because it was somebody who was able to do that and we wouldn't be able to. Yeah. That is a fair point. Just your opportunity. Am I? Well, I didn't think about that. Of course, you can't actually be nameless here. So, but I mean, still awful for that person who shot that video to be receiving death threats. Awful. Yeah. Maybe somebody can tell us what a burner phone is. Is it, is it a special issue? I mean, I'm assuming in America you can get phones without re the RECA process. I mean, the fact that we have that here is a good thing. I think so. Yeah. So that you're not, so. you can't anonymously uh, send texts and not be traced. Yeah, no, and an absolutely essential tool in the fight against crime as well. Correct. Yeah. I thought it would be absolute mayhem. Well, absolutely. it is mayhem, but it would be even worse. Yeah, so uh, the next one I'm going to So obviously there was a lot of death announcements last night. And if you were online at all, hopefully you weren't. I somehow am always. 
scanning for the next day. I know, part of my job. Not just this job. I mean, part of my job as editor for the site, websites. So I'm always kind of like somehow have one eye in and then I message our group and go, you know, I guess it's Jamie 20, Allen has died. That's a 24-hour Sinead job. Huh? Died. You never know when it, it comes in. It does feel mm. like mm. that, although I'm tr- I do try and have some balance. You opened. No, I know. But, uh, you know, if I didn't, I feel uh, I am. So Janie Allen, I mean, for me, and I get for younger people that this wouldn't be such a big thing. But for me, she's, 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 so she, it was announced yesterday that she had died at the age of 70 in the, in, a, in the United States and she's been suffering from cancer. But for me, Janie Allen is that she was probably the, um, country's first media celebrity in the 80s and 90s with her column and her life. And, you know, I remember her, and this is always quite funny to me. I mean, I was like much, much younger, not much, much younger than her, but I mean, I was like 20 or whatever. She always, in her picture in, I think it was the Sunday Times, where she had a very sort of well-known column, she always had a picture where her lipstick, she had like a lip liner around her lipstick that was darker than her lipstick. Oh. It was an 80s thing. Yeah. And I just, I used to just find that. She was quite a looker, wasn't she? She was a, gl- a glamour girl. I found her conservative politics repulsive. Well, that's what everyone, you know, yes. But, but you know, I enjoyed looking at her. I was she understand. always that conservative? It was hard to say, but she actually interviewed a lot of very famous people, you know, from the Dalai Lama through to F.W. de Klerk through to Bush Alesi, but most famously, and she has been known to say this herself. She said um, at some point, some years back, she said, I'll always be known as the tart who slept with a racist buffoon. And this, of course, is alluding to the mm. alleged affair with um, Eugene Terblanche, Avia Bialida, Avia Bialida, and... She did deny that, and so did he. And mm. she actually sued newspapers and a broadcaster. She won some of those cases. So I don't really know. I mean, I had to scramble around this morning trying to remember all this stuff. I don't really care, but there was an affectionate ne- relationship. There was definitely something going on. And at the time, you know, it was that whole thing about his blue eyes and this whole weird, like, charismatic thing and this connection they had. And, uh, you know, you know, women and revolutionaries. I, I mean, know. What's so it about? I was saying this in the office to someone. I was saying, I'm telling you, this is what happens. Che Guevara. You know, it almost doesn't matter what the politics is. They get sucked into this kind of, yes, exactly. I mean, I think that's a fair point, but it's funny and it, it's how she will always be known. And, you know, funny, we, um, Cape Talk, Lester Kivett interviewed this morning Herman Leitachan, who's been in the media for many, many, many years, and he was a friend of hers. And he, um, that article should be up right now on Cape Talk if people want to just go listen to a little bit of that. But what is actually so interesting, and I had completely didn't realize this, she was involved with Stan Katz for a while, who was the original CEO owner of mm. Prime Media Broadcasting. And um, in the article, I see she was and a, a radio Cape, presenter. What a great! Radio she was presenter. a Cape, yeah. She was a Cape Talk presenter. Yeah, she was. Um, on a late night show, I just don't even remember this. Walid was a technical producer. He, he says she was. Oh a my little, god, he's putting what his hand he, What was the there? word you used? It wasn't whack. It was very strange pussy. Okay. <laughs> well, I think she was. Um, but really, an era where, like, a columnist. Walid says what she loves Savage Garden. Oh, so she was okay. But you know, some years ago, and I don't know what led me to do this, I went down some kind of like rabbit hole looking, I'd seen something about her living in America. You know, she was involved with some man there for quite a long time, and then I think he died or left her or something, and she ended up with no money, and she was waitressing. This was maybe like 10 years ago, and like kind of didn't know how to kind of 
keep body and soul together there. I, I'm looking for the articles and I can't find them. Yeah. So there's a lot that happened to this woman. Did you see what she, she left South Africa? In Sunday Times over the weekend. What? She was appealing to Alan, your favorite man, Musk, uh, to, uh, to Elon. Really, Elon, yeah, um, to seriously look at finding a means to tackle cancer. Uh, and also in one of the articles I see she claims that when she taught she taught at Bryanston Junior's school or something at some point in life that she taught Elon. Wow. I know I just read that this morning. I don't know. It's all a mystery to me. But Janie Allen is no longer with us and she will be remembered whether you liked her or didn't, whether you shared her weird politics or not. She is she made a mark and was actually yeah. a very good writer. Yes, absolutely. But you don't necessarily think she was the conservative that everybody made her out to be? I think was that it by association I guilty? I think possibly. And also okay. like kind of, um, what's the word? Um, you know, when you get the, you want to get the interview. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, Maverick. What's the word? You know, you use your, 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 your wiles charm. and your charm. Your lipstick. To, your lipstick with your lip liner, <laughs> which I will never forget. Okay. And yeah. then I know Rest finally, peace, let's Jenny. just. You know, I think what stands out for me um, it was, you know, these stories of how, you know, that famous incident in 1992 where she appeared on Saturday Night Live and tore up the photo of uh, Pope John Paul II and said, fight the real enemy and got so much flack for that. But interestingly, afterwards said that it was actually the context, I think, was not always understood, that it was linked to her mother, who was so abusive, and her mother, who'd grown up in an abusive system herself in Ireland, where Sinead always said children were, the children of Ireland were abused. And that was her, her, her feeling. And that photo was on the wall of her mother's house. And when her mother passed away in a car accident, she took that photo off and kept it with her, knowing at some point she was going to tear that photo up. So it was more about, it was more about her relationship with her mother and about children and the abuse and the, the, the church and what the church had allowed to happen. And it just, you know, I mean, yes, she was an amazing artist. She was an amazing person in so many ways. But so, so troubled and obviously had just lived with so much abuse her whole life. Um, but, you know, just hearing the opening notes of that song, doesn't it just give you goosebumps? She just really touched, touched a chord in people and will always continue to do that with her music. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, I, I remember when that, that song broke up, Prince uh, composition, uh, just by the way, and... Uh, of course, it uh, it was absolutely uh, amazing for me to play it for the very first time. I can back imagine. Then, back imagine. Then. Okay, that's uh, a look at things trending on social media. Thank you, Barbara Friedman. Um, she's not in tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. We've got Naked Scientist at nine thirty from Mondays to Thursdays. She keeps us up to breast about the kind of skinner happening on.